This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Got me, Kevin Hagelin, Mike Bassick, Alec Medford rocking with you today. Still no Corey Majors. He has not been feeling well. Hopefully he will be back soon. And I think he might have all kinds of cool stuff to tell people whenever he comes back. Things are good in the Majors family right now. Things are very good. Oh, okay. Really? So, yeah. I can, I'll tell you off air. Yeah. It, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not my place. And For people asking, I'm sorry, that was a mean tease. It's not my place to share this specific information on air. But, yeah, I do believe that things are very, very good in the Majors family. Adrian's oh, pregnant? No. Mike, don't wildly speculate about it. I said I would tell I'll you. I'll send him a congratulations. Oh, my God. Another kid. All right. So let's start with this. Actually, we just go ahead and fire off cut number one because there's a lot of these audio clips I'll probably never get tired of listening to. And the pitch to Corey. Swung on and a high drive. Deep right field. This one is way back. This one is history. The game is tied 5-5. Globe right field is on its feet for Corey Seager. A two-run homer in Seawald as his first blown save of the postseason. The first run scored often. Pump it into my veins. Now, Corey Seager, and I don't know if people were surprised about this, Marcus Simeon, two of the three finalists for MVP, along with, obviously, Shohei. Now, the cool thing about this is, first time in Rangers history, they've had two players in the top three. They've had multiple players in the top five before, but this is the first time ever. And someone is going to finish better than they ever have before. Seager was third in 2016 for NL MVP, and Simeon was third in both 2019 and 2021. So one of them, I would assume it goes Otani, Seager, Simeon. Right. But who the hell knows? I guess I just never thought about who would be getting third In the AL, it seemed like in September you were down to Otani ran away with this thing, but I guess he left the door a little bit open because of the injury, and you knew Seager was the guy that could possibly get it. Yep. And then I I just never thought about another person, right? Because we had gone through like Julio Rodriguez and all these other Aaron Judge had been hurt, you know, for too much of the year. I just never thought of, well, is Simeon the third best guy? I remember looking at War. Back when we were talking about, and I know you'll probably get to this in a second, but I was like, dude, up at war, if you take out the pitching part of it, you have Simeon, who's leading Major League Baseball yep. in it, and then you had Seager, Otani, and Gunnar Henderson. I just remember those being the top four American League guys in war, and I was like, wow, isn't it surprising? Like, you wouldn't think of this, but Simeon, because of his availability, because of his health, because of his numbers, what he's doing offensively and defensively is leading the American League in war, taking out 
that Otani gets a plus three pretty much yeah. from his pitching aspect of it. I And so I think that that is really cool. Also, Bruce Bochy is a finalist for manager of the year. I just want to warn people on that front. Yeah. This is prior. All voting was done prior to the yeah. postseason. So, look. I'm not saying he won't win. I, I don't believe he will win would be my guess, but I know people are going to get mad if right. he doesn't. But just remember, these are regular season awards and do not factor in what happened in the postseason whatsoever. Right, and that's where I was listening to G-Bag Nation. Like, this is Bochi, and I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, I I love Bochi. Yeah. Bochi is the best manager in baseball. Literally, there to in my opinion now, there's no better manager in baseball, in all of baseball, than Bruce Bochi. But... For the 162 games, the Baltimore Orioles won 101 games against the toughest division in all of baseball, and nobody expected them to do that. They expected them to maybe compete or maybe make the playoffs, but they, in a, I don't want to say ran away. They only beat Tampa by a couple games, but they ran away from New York. They ran away from Boston. They ran away from Toronto. Toronto made the playoffs too, and so did Tampa, so... I love that Boach is on this list, deservedly so. We'll probably finish in second. I could see that. But uh, probably higher will finish first in that, which is fine. Like, I, is it, when you win the World Series, I care, but I don't care. Yeah. I'm sure he's not like, oh, I wish I could have traded out one for the other. Yeah. Interestingly enough, he only has one manager of the year in 1996 with San Diego. For wow. somebody that is like, so beloved and appreciated, surefire Hall of Famer. Yeah. I thought that was weird. And I can be wrong. Maybe it does go to Bruce Bochy, but they did have you do have to turn in your votes on that Sunday. Everybody who yeah. voted for this, so after all the games ended on Sunday, I believe you had until you might have had 24 hours from there. You had like till Monday night, so the day before the playoffs started on Tuesday. If you were a voter for all of these awards, you had to turn in your votes before one pitch of the playoffs was done. Now, I wanted to start going around with some of these things. I saw an article on MLB.com, the 12 offseason storylines to watch this season. And this might sound ridiculous, and it's not like people wouldn't have cared about excuse me, about the Rangers already. But now I feel more invested because I feel like everything impacts the Rangers one way or another because we're the defending champions. So it's probably not just story number one. It's probably story one, two, three, four, five, six, all the way down the line. Where will Shohei Otani sign? Now, I can't imagine you're shocked that that is the Number right. one story that will dictate the offseason. I asked you to look up the odds. Did you yeah, find I'm Vegas still, odds on I'm, betting? I'm struggling finding updated odds. Okay. And because when I say updated, I mean, I can tell you odds from a week ago, but I want updates like right After now. After the Rangers yeah, won the World exactly. Series. And so I'm struggling finding that at the moment. I'm going to keep looking for I think it. if you're betting smart money, now your odds aren't going to be the best. The smart money would be on the Dodgers. That That's makes the smart money. I'm still going to, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like, you know, we'll get into the Mavericks later. Oh, guess what? I was wrong. Good. I'm happy I'm wrong. They played In great last night. And your face about Derek Lively. Oh, you should be fired because you didn't think the Mavs were going to win last night. Yeah, that's how it works in in radio. Guess what? We have 300 hosts a year because every time you get a prediction wrong, you get fired. Uh, is I would look at it and say, look, I would, if I was betting money, which I'm betting $0 on right. this, by the way, I would probably bet on the Dodgers. But my heart believes Shohei Otani is going to be a Texas Ranger. Ooh, okay. I found something as of 19 hours ago. 
They do, in fact, have the Dodgers as a pretty heavy favorite, followed by the Giants. And I I know that John Heyman said he thinks there's a three-way tie for first. The Rangers on this particular list, though I'll keep seeking out more, are actually ninth on the list. Although they are the highest team that is not on one of the coasts. You know, like, there's a lot of Dodgers, Giants, Yankees, Mets. There's a lot of teams on either side of the coast. They're the highest team that's just in the middle of the country. The Mets and Yankees are higher? Yep. Wow. I just can't imagine he'd go to, like, let's say the Mets for sure. Like, the Mets were horrible, and they just unloaded Verlander, Scherzer. They're in a two-year rebuilding state. Like, there's no way he's going to the Mets. I think you're right about that. If they offer him a billion, And that's the thing, is I wonder if people are like, well, the Mets owner will just do 12 years, a billion dollars. Maybe he'll just go, you know what? I will lose the rest of my career. Okay, yeah. I mean, look, I don't begrudge him if he takes that deal. All right, on the free agent market, Strength in starting pitching, but a class short of bats. So I'm taking two different stories right there. Does that make you feel better about the price tag of Jordan Montgomery? Because you also have Blake Snell, Aaron Nola, Sonny Gray, Lucas Giolito, Jack Flaherty. Like there are more available. Kind of number two, number three. Exactly. As opposed to the bats on the market are not so great on this list if you take Shohei Otani out because I know he's dual threat sure. they have Cody Bellinger as the number one bat on the market okay so uh you know and obviously and we're not that far removed from people being like eh. yeah he might not be a major and he did get a bigger contract than I even thought with the Cubs this last offseason but now you know they're looking at well over 200 million that he's going to get in this offseason uh so good job for him doing that uh I don't know there's so many teams, when we watched the playoffs, how many times did we get to game three? And they're like, yeah, we don't even know if we have a pitcher anymore. Yeah. Like, these are the best teams in baseball that are struggling with, do we have a number three starter to pitch in the playoffs? And and I get most of them did. None of them had a number four for the most part. It was usually bullpen day for everybody yeah. on game four. So I do think there's going to be plenty of teams, whether it's like um, Aaron Nola returns back to the uh, Phillies, you know, or – Jordan Montgomery returns back to the Rangers. I really hope. I want to make this clear if people are misunderstanding me from yesterday and today. I really want Jordan Montgomery back. I will be disappointed. If Jordan Montgomery, most likely in a weird way, he could sign today. But if he signs in December and he signs with another team, I'm going to be really disappointed about that. I want Jordan Montgomery back as a Ranger fan. But I understand how many teams are desperate for starting pitching, and then we'd have to look at the market and go, how many of these guys did we just name that are left-handed? Yeah. Because I think most of the kind of number two, number threes are right-handed. Montgomery separates himself as being the major left-handed starting pitcher. Absolutely. Now, another one I wanted to throw out there that feels more directly impacted to the Rangers potentially, will we set another new standard for closers? Now, Edwin Diaz, five years, $102 million. The thought is, is that Hader, H-A-D-E-R, will get more than that. And obviously the Rangers have been connected with this particular individual a lot. In fact, on MLB Trade Rumors, there's three people that predict what team they're going to sign with. Very rarely is there a clean sweep for any of these people. Number eight overall free agent, Josh Hader. Six years, $110 million is the prediction. And all three pick the Rangers. Wow. Now, I'm not saying that this is a done deal. I don't know. Uh, But Josh Hader, 
uh, is he's he's the best left-handed reliever in baseball. There's other really good ones too. So I mean, it's not like for sure. And he'd have to stay where he is at. He had a one two eight ERA last year in fifty six and a third innings. But uh, a lot of people see that as a perfect fit, especially if if you are letting Araldis Chapman walk. And look, I'm going to throw out a hot take here. I want Araldis Chapman back. Oh I, no, I understand. I we will understand. get to that later in the show. I'm okay. very much against you on that. But Josh Hader, you put him with LeClerc and Spores, and that's that looks pretty de- – all of a sudden you go from, oh, man, how did we do that with two relief pitchers we relied on, to go, yeah, we got Hader down there closing and LeClerc and Spores setting him up. That becomes pretty dangerous, it looks like, for the last nine outs. And this this one is interesting from the 6A2. I think we're on the same page here. Let's not fall in love with this team just because they won. If it means acquiring better players, I'm willing to lose players. I will tell you right now, this is just my opinion. Low, Tavares, I think these are live names that could be involved in some moving and a shaking of resetting yeah. this team. That, yeah, I, that's just yeah, my opinion. It doesn't opinion. mean they're yeah. moving. It just means that, look. I compare him to Jerry West. I really do. And if you don't follow basketball, it's tough. And if you definitely didn't follow basketball in the 80s and 90s, it's tough. Jerry West is the greatest general manager in the history of basketball. Maybe Red Arbach, but in, in a weird way, I don't give Red Arbach as much credit because there are a lot less teams back when he was dominating basketball. But as you got into the 80s and 90s, if you look at the way Jerry West would win a championship, and look, he had Kareem and Magic and Worthy, and look, he didn't mess with that. But he kept messing around with yeah. the parts around him, even though they won a championship. He's like, yeah, I know Norm Nixon has two championships in the last three years. We're trading him for Byron Scott, yep. this kid from Arizona State we like. Hey, uh, I-, I know that we've had this dude who's going to go in the Hall of Fame. Sorry, I'm drawing a blank on some of the Lakers. We're going to draft A.C. Green and start playing this guy with the Jerry Curl, who's a virgin and driving all the Lakers crazy because they're sleeping with 100 women a year. Were those like, parts of their discussions and the breakdown? I don't know, but it's in the book. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it's just like all of these little things. Michael Thompson is a bust of a number one pick, dying in San Antonio where everybody thinks he's trash i'm gonna go get him because kareem's getting older and i need a guy to back him up and not just back him up but really play some strong minutes here like he just he kept he didn't go we won let's keep it's bob mcadoo i couldn't remember his name let's just keep mcadoo and norm nixon and see what happens he kept making maneuvers and then when it came to kobe and Shaq, he kept making small maneuvers he wasn't there for all of that but he just kept doing these things to make these smart decisions, and that's what Chris Young is going to do. He's going to have his core guys. They're not changing, but he's going to keep making these small maneuvers to keep us in championship mode. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, Mike asks all the football questions. We'll do it next right here. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A fan. 11th play of this drive, third and three. Jackson can't find anyone. Looking to take off and run. Bounces away. Still surveying. Still alive. Throwing it. Touchdown, Nelson Aguilar. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. And it's time for Mike to ask all the football questions, including, I'm going to guess, something about Lamar Jackson. Are you surprised every time you see Nelson Aguilar on a football field and go, oh, he's still in the NFL? Well, see, but that's not my first thought. Okay. Is my first thought is of that guy who put him on blast Uh, from catching the baby, right? Wasn't that? He was like, I don't want to be like Nelson Aguilar out here. And that's what I always think of. So I never think of, he's still in the NFL. I'm like, that guy who caught the baby must be furious. So that was a Lamar Jackson highlight? Okay. I want to ask this. I'm going to pretty much go off of ESPN's mid-season awards article. So these are maybe not as original Mike Bassett questions, but I think this is a really good article to ask questions off of. Okay. I will ask you the first one, which is the biggest one. Who is the MVP of the NFL at pretty much the halfway point? Look, I love Lamar Jackson, and I want to say – Lamar Jackson, but I think especially given some of the shortcomings on his team, I feel like I'm going to go Mahomes. I I love Lamar Jackson, though. That's your opinion. ESPN's opinion is you flip-flop those guys. I love it. They have Lamar Jackson as the midseason MVP and Patrick Mahomes as number three in MVP. Do they have two a second? They have Tua outside of the top three. They listed honorable mention. Tua is an honorable mention. Along with, they actually had Dak Prescott as kind of like. Oh! It's just like. Face! They have a lot of quarterbacks in honorable mention. Okay. You want to try to guess who number two is, and then we'll discuss Lamar Jackson a little bit more? Is it a quarterback? Yes, 100%. Jalen Hurts? It is Jalen Hurts. Okay. So I guess record wise. That makes sense. They have the best record in football. Yeah. So. it's here's what it says about Lamar Jackson. So if people are like throw up, and I like there's a lot of Lamar Jackson haters out there, and I get they don't like the way he plays quarterback and don't believe that he can win a Super Bowl, but he's putting himself in a position again to have a playoff run. So it will hurt him. Like if he doesn't make right now, as long as he stays healthy, his team keeps playing the way they're playing. It will hurt him a lot yeah. if they don't make the Super Bowl. It will help him. If he wins a Super Bowl, I think everybody has to reevaluate Lamar Jackson's opinions on Lamar Jackson. For sure. Jackson is getting plenty of help from his defense, and we still need him to stay healthy deep into December and January after missing most of those months in 21 and 22. Just based off of the first half of the season, though, I believe he is the one left standing and the best player in football through two months. As a passer, Jackson has made major strides. He leads the league in completion percentage, 71.5, despite throwing downfield at one of the highest rates. He averages a league-high 10.2 yards per throw off play action, and he has picked apart defenses dominating in the intermediate zones. On throws traveling 11 to 20 yards in the air, his 94.4 QBR is second best 
in the NFL only behind Herbert. He ranks third in QBR under pressure. I'll stop there. There's more paragraphs on him because they have him right now as the first half MVP. But I thought that was interesting just reading a couple paragraphs on some of the positive things he's doing throwing the football. Yeah, which I know usually I always see this text anytime we talk about Lamar Jackson is like, well, he's a great running back. Yeah, and like I, f- I feel like that is. And remember, the thing, this and is I not disagree with our that. opinion. This is ESPN. Yes, yes, yes. We have our opinions. I do, but that's the opinion right now. I told you my opinion. Is Lamar Patrick Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. If you had to guess right now, just throwing out my next football question. This isn't on here, but off me. Do you think Lamar Jackson holds on to this, or do you think this person wins the MVP at the end of the year? I, I don't. I think Lamar Jackson can be in the mix, but I still think. I know it's not supposed to factor in, but I still think some people will be like, yeah, but what's he going to do in the playoffs? Even though that's not supposed to factor into the award, not to be lazy, but I think Hurts, Mahomes, or Burrow actually makes a lot of sense. Burrow makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. Offensive player of the year. This is according to ESPN.com at the halfway point. No doubt it's Tyreek Hill. It is Tyreek Hill. Would you like to try to guess who they have at two and three? If not, I'll just tell you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. Christian McCaffrey's probably second, right? I know he got He's third. Okay. Do you want me to give you a hint? Yes. I will take a hint. His teammate was second in the last uh, opinion that they had. Oh, it's, uh, is it A.J. Brown? It's A.J. Brown. I mean, A.J. Brown just did something we'd never seen in the history of the NFL with six straight 125-plus games, so that makes sense. A.J. Brown is awesome. Like, I remember when they made that trade at the draft, and I thought, crap. Yeah. So, anyways, there's – but, you know, what's interesting is Jalen Hurts, number two, A.J. Brown, number two, and you go to MVP and and Offensive Player of the Year. My opinion here, even though I'm supposed to just ask questions, but Corey wanted to sit out another day throwing (laughs) up everywhere. He doesn't feel well. Uh Man, when your dog doesn't feel well, you just put him outside, and you're like, "Look, if you're gonna do all this, you got to do it outside." Hold on, so you want to put Corey outside? Is Would that it be what better? You get vitamin C, put uh-huh. him in a chair, uh-huh. put him outside, and be like, "Look, there's plenty of grass here and dirt. If you need uh-huh. to throw up or do your other duty, uh-huh. like you're outside, won't, uh-huh. won't stink up the house." Is that what you do to your children when they're sick? You know what? I'm thinking about it. What? <laughs> Don't do that. Well, they're right outside the house. I'll give them a bell. They can ring their bell when they need some cereal or something. Uh You need another Sprite? When you are sick, do you like, this is Mike asking all the football questions, by the way. Uh Would you rather have Sprite or ginger ale if you needed to sip on a a soft drink while your tummy hurts? None. I go nothing. Like You just dehydrate yourself? Yep. I'm not going to die, Mike. Do you don't Pedialyte it? Nope. Has no. Noah had Pedialyte yet? Yes. Have you tried it? I've had Pedialyte It's before. like a sugary Gatorade, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I think. All right, defensive player of the year at the halfway point. Who do you think they have? And if you want to try to guess the top three, you can. If not, I can just tell you. I feel like Miles Garrett and is probably at the top. Miles Mike? Garrett is number one. Do they have Mike in the top three, right? They do not. So I do think this is a little unfair to him, uh, but I get it. The Cowboys gave up 42 points to San Francisco in the game of the year up to that point. Uh, you just saw him play Sunday afternoon slash Sunday night. He had a good, I thought he played well. Yeah. I, 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 but 
He's having to not play just go kill the quarterback position. That's he's, true. He's playing a lot of different things, which makes him so valuable. But I understand the Cowboys are 5-3. and three. They've disappointed from their expectations to start the year. They have, I think this is too high, but they do have Max Crosby, number two. And then they There's have three them, TJ yeah. Watt, number okay. three. Now, okay. uh, they have numbers, and I'll just say what they have here on um, honorable mention, Micah Parsons. He is the single most unblockable player in the league at his best. Maybe I'm just waiting for Parsons to have that inevitable game where he takes over and single-handedly destroys the opposing offense. He's just outside the top three. And I feel like this, he has done that. But it's in like 40-0 to victories on teams that aren't going to make the playoffs. Like he'll probably, this Sunday, Micah might have three sacks and six interceptions. That's how horrible of a team the Cowboys are playing. They're playing uh, Picasso or Pacota or whatever his name is at quarterback. Pacino, Al Pacino or something, whatever his name is. That's, that's what you think. Yeah. Al Pacino. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it Tony the Tiger, Tarasco or something? I don't know. You just said Pacino and now we're on Tarasco. Well, it's, it's the little Danny DeVito. It's DeVito. That's who it is. I was trying to remember the the actor's name that mm-hmm. we're playing. They're playing a five foot one quarterback. And from the, who no, plays the they're not the Bat- same Batman. height. I know they have the same last name. And from the eight one seven, this is why I like Mike. He has most answers to today's problems. Like put sick people outside. <laughs> I don't know if I think that's as a great long as answer. the weather's okay. I understand. It's a beautiful day, Corey. Go outside and throw up. From the two one four, I'm glad Sue is the doctor and not Mike. I could see Mike's practice is like the kid's got the flu. He's going to need to be outside for about 48 to 72 hours. I don't see sick kids. God. There are there are those days, by the way, when my wife comes home and I'm like, I didn't think you wore that to work. She's like, didn't throw up yeah. or poop. Yeah. So there's times where kids poop on her or throw up on her and she has to change her clothes. All right. Really sexy. All right. Defensive oh rookie of the year. This one, I'm just going to tell you, it's Devon Witherspoon of the Seahawks. Oh, yeah, he was the, the cornerback? number five overall pick, it says here in the draft. He good. Number two is Jalen Carter, the number nine overall pick. And number three is Byron Young, the number 77 overall pick, outside linebacker for the Rams. As I scroll to Offensive Rookie of the Year, this will probably be pretty easy. Gotta be Stroud, C.J. Right? Stroud. I think he's going to run away with it, but you never know with <laughs> – quarterbacks and injuries number two is puka nakua the number 177th pick what a revelation he's been this year and number three i will give you a hint you're hoping he was a dallas cowboy and he probably would really be helping us this year but we had no chance of taking him john robinson b john robinson who was the number eight overall pick so uh, real quick, Mike, ask all the football questions. How high on the list will running back be on your draft needs? Yeah. For the Cowboys. I think it's pretty high. This hasn't, I mean, you can blame the offensive line, and I think to a certain extent that is fair. But at some point, we talked about it with Zeke all the time, is it's on the running back to make something happen. And Tony Pollard hasn't been making things happen. So pretty high, pretty yeah. high. Yeah, I could see the Cowboys. I don't think they will, but I could see the Cowboys in the first round taking like a running back. 
Uh, this is where I'd need Carter in here or whatever. But I was I was seeing a lot of hype on the Oklahoma State running back. He'll be here later. Oh, he might not want to talk about Oklahoma State. Number right zero. Well, I mean, that guy played great defense in the end zone. What you do is you tackle him before he catches it, and it's not pass interference. <laughs> I thought it was a great call. All right. Coach of the year. Where is Mike McCarthy? Is he number one, two, or three for coach oh, of the year? I feel like probably not, right? I'll tell you that DeMarco Rines gets the honorable mention. D'Amico? D'Amico, sorry. He does not uh, – Win it, but it's always interesting, right? Expectations. Right now, Houston's exceeding expectations. Is Mike is Mike McDaniel in there, or do you think he's off just because they can't beat good teams? Well, the Dolphins coach. He is not on the top three list. Okay, so they gave uh, the Rhines, Houston's coach, the honorable mention. Top three. Let me just give them to you. Uh, Dan Campbell's got a Dan be Campbell number is one? number two. Who's number one? Mike Tomlin. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Mike Tomlin is an awesome coach. He I wish really his is. team was better. Well, you're a big Steelers fan. No, I know that drop exists. Um, number three is I called him Coach Jaundice last year. Oh my god! I feel like Nick Sirianni doesn't have as much jaundice this year. I feel like they got him under the bright lights, <laughs> uh-huh. and they cured his jaundice. Is this your Did medical he, opinion again? Yes. Once again, Mike Bassick uh-huh. asked all the football questions with medical opinions. Mm-hmm. Didn't Nick Sirianni look like he had jaundice last year? I never saw it the same way that you did. All right, now people are going to weigh in Twitch, YouTube. You can text in 877-881-1053 on the truckwreck.com But text I'm giving line. them credit. They I put nev- them under the bright lights. I never thought that the same they way that you did. They gave them some sunshine, uh-huh. right? They did They did the thing I'm recommending. Get them some vitamin C, man. Get them uh-huh. under some sunshine and get them under some bright lights. And Sirianni looks healthier this year. Uh-huh. So maybe, I don't know, maybe November, December, maybe the next time they meet, Sirianni will be jaundiced looking again. I don't know, but he's, this year he looks like a healthier person. So was your point there that he's third on Coach of the Year? Yeah. Is that, okay. And, he's, and he cured his jaundice, according <laughs> to me. I <laughs> We can confirm that or not. We'll, we'll work on that. Those are my football questions. <laughs> okay, Mike. Thanks for your weird mix of Mike asks all the football questions and gives vague medical advice along the way. For the KNC masterpiece. Is it amazing how it all works together in my head? And then the audience goes, that was a great segment. I Look, I'll tell you this, Mike. It took a while. But now I feel like I understand how your brain works exactly. Sometimes I don't know exactly how you got to a place. Thank you. But if you give me a minute, I can usually reverse engineer how we got to that place. Thank so, you. God bless your wife. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, I have made a tactical error because it's time for baseball nuggets also with Mike Bassick. So Hello. get ready for some weird medical thoughts it's the probably Mike as well. Mike Bassick hour. I will tell you all my medical thoughts on baseball. Plus, I will give you MLB Trade Rumors top 10 free agents next. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. And it's time for some baseball nuggets with Mike Bassick. All right. Baseball nuggets brought to you by the Diamond Factory and your world champion, Texas mm. Rangers. Can't say that enough. I recommend this website every offseason. If you're just, just starting to get into baseball, you're not going to know kind of, hey, how do I follow it uh, well? MLBTradeRumors.com does a great job of getting all the information around the country and giving you little blurbs of the articles that are going on. So obviously they're pulling stuff from Evan Grant and from different people around here. But if you're like, I want to know what's going on with 
the Astros or the Angels or the Mariners, you know, stuff like that. I don't think anybody cares to know what's going on with the Oakland Athletics, but you can also find that there, too. There might be one person who's writing an article about them. That is all at MLB Trade Rumors. It's a very good website to try to get your off-season information, your rumors, who's signing where, who's doing what. Well, they just put out, last night, they put out the top 50 free agents with predictions. I want to get into the heart of this real quick because number 23 is Mitch Garver. So if people don't know about Mitch Garver and his situation, the Rangers did not tender him a contract, let's say. Okay, so they had the chance to do that. They didn't do it. I had a buddy text me who's a big Ranger fan, also a big Cowboy fan, and he's like, how much is the qualifying offer for Mitch Garver for the position he plays, and do they do that for his designated hitter position or do they do that for the catcher position? I think that's a great question. Yeah. It had me confused for a second because in football, when you get franchise tagged, it's based off of the position you play, not based off of all the players in the NFL. When – if the Rangers would have offered Mitch Garver arbitration, or sorry, offered him a qualifying offer, right. it doesn't go to what position does he play. It's all the same. So last year is a great example. They did offer Martin Perez that, and Martin took it. He took yeah. the one-year deal at $19 million. So I'm just going to assume, without 100% knowing the number, if you would have offered Mitch Garver the qualifying offer, You have to be willing to. You don't have an option anymore. If Mitch Garver today says, you know what? I'm not going to do free agency. I'm taking one year and $19 million. That's what you have Mitch Garver at. And the Rangers didn't want to take that risk with Mitch Garver. Which makes sense, right? Like, that that's not the number you want at all. All right, so they have three experts here at MLBTradeRumors.com with the prediction on number 23 free agent Mitch Garver. They predict he's going to get three years and $39 million. That is quite a bit. Wow. So uh, $13 million per? Because with the Rangers, he's a part-time DH and a 25 to 30% catcher. Am yeah. I, am I, so he plays about 70% of the games, about, I would say, uh, when he's healthy. He has had health issues uh, in his career staying healthy. Two out of the three people here pick the Rangers to re-sign him at three for thirty-nine. So this does okay. not this does not discount the Rangers from bringing back Mitch Garver because they didn't uh, offer him the qualifying offer. Does not mean they're letting him go and aren't going to compete for yeah. him in the market. The other person has the Red Sox signing Mitch Garver to approximately a three-year, thirty-nine million dollar deal, which gives you an idea of his market. Um. I'll just give you this uh, paragraph here. They write a lot about him, but it says Garver's injury woes continued early in 2023. A left knee sprain sidelined him from mid-April to early June. He returned as a number two catcher and DH behind all-star Jonah Heim and went on a blistering hot streak. Garver mashed at 271, 369, 495 clip with 17 homers, over 322 plate appearances from June onward. He was a key part of the Rangers lineup in the postseason, typically batting fifth. He hit three home runs in his 60 plate appearances, including one in game two of the World Series. Uh, So anyways, it goes on and on and on about his stuff, but it gives you an idea on where Mitch Garver is. If I was a betting man, I'm going to bet he's on another team next year. I want Mitch Garver back. I want people to understand this when I talk about um, number six when we get to the list here in a second, Jordan Montgomery. I want Jordan Montgomery back. I want Mitch Garver back. 
Can the Rangers pay their backup catcher $13 million a year? That is very tough to do, and it's on a three-year contract, too. So you just have to start looking at things on, yes, there's no salary cap, but you do have to look at your budget. And right now, the Rangers have to buy a lot of pitchers. Unfortunately, in the last five years, the Rangers weren't able to develop pitching, so they have to pay for a lot of pitching. Uh, and then they paid a lot for their middle infielders. So when you do that, there has to be other ways. And you look at Jonah Heim and you go, do we want to pay the backup to Jonah Heim $13 million a year? That might be too much for them. Now let's get to the top 10 list real quick. And maybe we spend too much time on number one. We will see here. Number one, very easy, Shohei Otani. Yes. Here is the contract that they think he gets, 12 years, $528 million. 44 a year? Holy yes. moly. Now they're saying because- That's the, a lot of years. The two highest paid players in baseball right now, the Rangers actually have one of them, but they're not paying him close yeah. to it, is Max Scherzer and- Justin Verlander, they both make $43.33 million per year on short-term contracts, but that is the highest mark per year if you look at annually what guys make. So this would put him right there. They're saying that the 12 years would take him to 40 years old, and they said in the article I was reading earlier, there's a lot of guys who have recently signed that take him through 40 years old. In fact, a uh, judge goes through 39 years old. So the going rate is you pretty much – are going to get to 40 years old on this contract when Shohei's 40. Maybe you get it to 38, but they're saying most teams are going to want to add year 11 and 12 to lower the overall number. So we're okay. going to give you till 40, but because okay. they're, they're that thinking that on a 10 yeah. year deal, they're thinking it'll be closer to 500 million. And they believe that Otani's people want a $500 million contract. They okay. want him to be the first player in Major League Baseball history to have a five to start that number. Okay. And so uh, you can do kind of 10 for 500, or maybe you can do 12 for 528 or 530, and a lot of teams will decide, let's just add the two extra years. And he is a freak of nature uh, when it comes to his athleticism and everything. Maybe at 38, 39, and 40, he's still a productive hitter. I don't know how much of a productive pitcher he would be. Yeah, my uh, guess, but your guess would be not at really, that point. Right. They all three do pick the Dodgers to land him. So that, I do think that's going to be your major competition. And I do think the Rangers are going to be competing very hard for Shohei Otani. But I think a lot of people people ultimately feel like it will be the Dodgers. Number two on the list, won't spend much time here, Cody Bellinger, 12 years, $264 million. Shut up. Is wow. what they think he Good gets. Good for him for betting on himself. One for the Yankees, two for the Giants. Number three on the list, I'm going to butcher the name, I'm sorry, but he is the best pitcher over in Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yamamoto, I can say the last name pretty well. Uh, this is amazing to me, but hey, this is the number. Nine years, $225 million. So he's the best pitcher from Japan. He is going to get a lot of money. They do have. Know, do you know how old he is offhand? Sorry. <laughs> um, 25? No. I believe he is 25. I'm trying to read as fast as I can, just scroll if they give me an age to where he's at. They obviously write a lot about him because. He, I do not see an age on him. He's 25. The, 25 years old. So nine years, $225 million. They have the Giants as one vote and the Yankees getting the other two votes for where Yamamoto, the best pitcher in Japan, goes. Number four is Blake Snell. 
Seven years, $200 million is what they have Blake Snell at. All right. I'm glad you brought that up because somebody asked me from the 682, help me understand why you're not talking about Blake Snell. He was a better pitcher. I, I think here's the thing is, and you might not think this is the way to run a baseball team, especially since he can't pitch this year. If you sign Blake Snell, people are stoked. If you sign Shohei Otani, it takes over everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like in terms of more coverage and more attention for the Rangers, that might not that might be a poor way to build but, a baseball team, and you might like Blake Snell better. But you just see right there, that's a humongous contract. Yeah, they have Phillies, Red Sox, and Dodgers. So three different opinions on where he signs for approximately two hundred million dollars over seven years. By the way, I think Shohei could hit sixty home runs in this lineup. Okay. Number five, Aaron Nola, six years, $150 million. They have a clean sweep here on the Cardinals, which is weird because I feel like they're more in a rebuilding stage than signing people stage. Number six, Jordan Montgomery. We said this earlier in the show, but if you weren't listening, hey, keep Tolo in a little bit longer That's for right. us. Thank you so much for listening right now. Um, and hopefully I did say this is brought to you by the Diamond Factory. You did. Six years, $150 million. They are three different teams here, Rangers, Mets, Giants. So they uh, all are different. They have different opinions on where Jordan Montgomery is going to sign. I do think the Rangers are going to try to bring him back, but six years, $150 million is a lot of money uh, for Jordan Montgomery. So you really have to believe what yeah. he showed you yeah. as a Texas Ranger is what he's going to be for a while. Number seven, who cares? Matt Chapman, six years, $150 million, different teams. Number eight, Josh Hader, six years, $110 million. So this is Holy the number moly. one reliever yeah. on the market. He had a 1.28 ERA in 56 and a third innings. He struck out 36.8% of opposing hitters. Picked up swinging strikes on almost 16% of his pitches. He dominated opponents either way. So right-handers, left-handers, it's total domination. They all three have the Rangers signing him. Wow. So a lot of people are just like, Josh Hader is going to be a Texas Ranger. I wouldn't say that yet, but I understand why everybody sees Josh Hader as a Texas Ranger. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.